What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, episode four of Blue River Bow Hunting. I got uh, Kyle Campbell on me with me this week from uh, Wired Outdoors. He's the cameraman photographer for those guys over there. And uh, how's it going, Kyle? Pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, not too bad. Uh, not too bad for a Monday, anyways. <laughs> I know how that goes. <laughs> so, uh, uh, kind of give everybody your background, like kind of what what you got going on and. Uh, you know why we're interested in talking with you uh i guess you want me to just talk about like wired outdoors and like how i got started with that as i was talking about yeah kind of uh so i'm the photographer videographer for wired outdoors and uh work here i moved from missouri to pennsylvania for that job specifically um i've always kind of been interested in photography videography <laughs> I remember when I was a little, like in high school, I want to say little kid, but I guess I was a little kid in high school. <laughs> but uh, when I was in high school, me and my buddies would always take a video camera out with us and film. We got so many stupid videos out there. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But uh, I've always, and I always wanted to take it serious and like, oh, we need to do this. We need to do that. Seriously. We need to just be like these guys on Realtree and stuff like that. And these other guys were just messing around, <laughs> just playing around and stuff. But I'd always been interested in that. And finally I got a message from John Collins one day when I was sitting in the tree stand and he, he was like, Hey, got the perfect job for you. And Jason was looking for a photographer, videographer. And lo and behold, I applied for it. And I actually sent a, she was my fiance at the time. And I actually sent her a message and was like, Hey, what about this? And she was like, okay. And then she actually had to look up. She said she had to look up where Pennsylvania was on a map. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't even know. But I was like, if I get it, you know, I have, we have to move to Pennsylvania. And she's like, okay, let's go. So lo and behold, I got it. And here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that something that is actually like a full-time job for you? Or do you have other jobs that you do? No, it's actually a nine to five. Well, it's, I, I'm there every day. Yeah, it's a full-time job. And it's the only job that keeps keeps us busy all year round. So we have uh, quite a few clients and stuff that we do, you know, photo contracts and sponsorships and stuff with so yeah right. did you uh did you go to uh, college for that no i went to i like to tell people i went to youtube university <laughs> so i you can find out anything to do and like anything on youtube obviously everybody knows that but right. no i just sat down and taught myself the ins and out of a camera and watched youtube videos and that's how i started and how i learned but yeah that's pretty cool you know um you know, I started with this just a small little handy cam. Obviously, I'm not using some uh, equipment like what you guys got, but uh, you were the one that actually helped me out. You know, I messaged you on Twitter saying, "Hey, what kind of camera should I roll with?" Or I think you actually helped me pick out an uh, external mic. Yeah. And now I'm actually doing a lot better. You know, I figured things out, but it's all trial and error. You gotta. Oh yeah. You gotta mess with it to figure it out. I mean, you might go from you know getting a, a cheaper camera arm to. I got like the the muddy pro or whatever it yep. is and, and it's it's so smooth compared to what I had before. The first one I had like creaked when I moved it, it just sounded like <laughs> shit, you know. Like that. Right. And then, you know, I got the, the fluid head and, you know, all that stuff and it you know, it's fun, you know. Uh what's it like being a full time cameraman? Uh it's I'm gonna be honest, it's a lot of work. Uh I know like people like to do it on you know, for fun and that's all fun and stuff, but when you have to do it for work, you have to be a lot more serious when you're doing it for fun you're like oh i missed the shot or whatever whoops my bad right. oh well that was still fun you know now it's like you gotta be like if you miss it you're not really i don't want to say i'm gonna get fired or anything but it's not good 
So are, so, you, are, are you producing those shows too as well? Yeah, yeah. I edit and film and edit and everything. That's awesome. I, I love your guys' stuff. Do you, so you do the uh, the Tooth and Claw too, or is it uh, just the Wired? No, I, I edit the Tooth and Claw, but John, since he's down in Kentucky, he kind of mostly just films all his stuff himself. Right. And then he'll send us all the files, and then we edit them. Those are some top-notch uh, predator hunting videos. I'm not really uh, into that kind of thing. I mean, I would if somebody took me and showed me, but uh, those are incredible videos that he does down there. Yeah, absolutely. And predator hunting, I don't know if, if any of your listeners, all, if some of them, surely some of them are probably predator hunts, but, man, predator hunting's you go 15 times and you maybe get a shot at one coyote every 15 hunts, and it's it's a it's a drag, but John, he's really really good at it. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> I have the uh, the notifications on for I think uh, Wired and Tooth and Claw. So as soon as those pop up, I'm like, ooh, I get to watch something good today. You know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's good work, buddy. I I, I really. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, just everything you guys are doing over there is really cool. And when I st- first started this podcast, you were one of the people that I thought of because I- I'm I'm loving me behind the camera, man, or behind the camera now. I mean, I'm not full time like you. I'm just filming for my buddies. We got a little group going, you know, and uh, I love it. I love being behind the camera just as much being behind my bow. But I can imagine being back there full time is can probably be pretty stressful at times, too. Yeah, it's and that's awesome too. That's how I always say too. I was, people are like, oh, you don't get a hunt, you don't get a shoot as much, and you don't get a kill. It's like, yeah, that kind of sucks, but it's also a lot. Of, it's a challenge to get them on film too. Like right. shooting them with the camera is just as hard, if not harder, as shooting them with a rifle. I mean, or bow or whatever. Right. But the the part that does suck is yeah, you don't. I don't get a whole lot of time to hunt myself, but right. it's still fun. You know, we, uh, I think last year I didn't even really pick my bow up until like the last week of October and I did a, a solo trip up in Wisconsin and self-filmed myself. But, uh, you know, I was getting behind the camera for everybody else. And then, you know, this year, I think they're ready to return the favor a little bit. I already had <laughs> conversations. They're like, Hey man, we got to figure out like a schedule. Like you do it one day. I do it. And then, yeah. you know, switching on and off, but I like it so much. Plus I'm the one that put all the money in for this, camera equipment. So I, I kind of like being in my hands a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 you got to have some guys to trade back and forth for sure. It's 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 a lot of work hauling all that gear and all that stuff to the tree. Like everybody wants to haul or film their hunts until they do, and then they're like, and then then the, it's always the one time yeah. that they don't that they kill something. They're like, ah, oh, I'm not taking the camera today. <laughs> well, that kind of happened to us. And then you know what happens? <laughs> a, a little bit, not like that sort of sense, but uh, uh, our opening weekend of gun here. Uh, the, that saturday or sunday i mean it was like uh 50 60 mile an hour winds and raining and i was like yeah i'm not going out and hunting in that i'm not going to see anything you know they're gonna be bedded down all day and uh my butt my, my best friend he went out and killed a 153 inch eight pointer and i had filmed him all year that was like the first or second time i wasn't with him the whole year I'm like are you kidding me yeah come on it really works out like that every time every time for some reason i think <laughs> right. they know somehow Right. So how did, how did you get uh, started in hunting in general? So uh, it was kind of a funny story. Honestly, I grew up with a single mom uh, and we kind of, I don't want to say we lived in the city, but we lived in like a suburb of a city. So I didn't, I went in the woods with my BB gun a couple of times when I was a kid and shot squirrels and stuff. But uh, then we moved up Northeast Missouri uh, when I was 14, I think. And uh, the guy that my mom was, 
like moved in with another guy or whatever. And then, so he was like, you need to start hunting. And he, he had this huge farm, hundreds of acres. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what hunting is. And he's like, Oh, he's like, and he kind of explained to me, you know, he had deer heads like you got back there and stuff. And, uh, so honestly I went and picked up a bear, a bear bow, like brand bear, not bear, bear. Right. A brand, a bear bow for $15 from my friend. I saw it in his garage and I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. He's like, I'll sell it to you. I was like, okay, how much do you want? He's like 15 bucks. I was like, okay. So I bought it for 15 bucks. And I remember I bought a ladder stand for $45 from my girlfriend at the time had a gun shop or outdoor little, it's a little outdoor shop. And he had a ladder stand for $45. I bought that. I went and put it on a tree. I think my third day or whatever, I think it was like my third day. It was like October 3rd because it started October 1st in Missouri. Mm -hmm. I shot a little fork horn. And ever since then I was like hooked. Right. But that was my, pretty much how I got started into hunting. Now, are you are you big into you know when you're not behind the camera? Are you big into bow hunting? Oh yeah, yeah, I love bow hunting. And uh, ever since, like I said, I was 14, and ever since then, I've bow hunted all my life. My family has a little farm of like 80 acres up there in Northeast Missouri, and I don't know if you've ever hunted. You've hunted in Wisconsin, you said, but yeah, I actually got to uh, uh, venture out in Missouri last year for turkey season. Uh, me and two other guys we went out there for five days or yeah five days i think in northwest missouri okay. had a blast i would love to go back um it's not what i pictured when i pictured when i or just thinking missouri i think like uh river bottoms and stuff like that and it was more like rolling hills yeah and and, and river bottoms to go with it with kind of sets of woods here and there which yeah it was awesome we had a blast i i kind of joke i was on somebody else's podcast last night kind of telling the story but when we were talking about filming uh you know we like to you know put just raw footage out there you know some people don't want to put on there that they missed you know but i, I missed <laughs> a, a bird on there the last day and <laughs> kind of sad about it but it was raw you know i was going to show it this is how i messed up you know so, yeah but uh, missouri was really nice i'd love to go back i'd love to actually deer hunt there you know one year and check it out yeah once you get like northeast missouri northwest they got some big deer in northwest Missouri too, but northeast Missouri, kind of down to the central part. There's a lot of like I don't know if you get did you guys drive or do you fly? Yeah, out we there? we drove. It was like uh, nine hours from where we're at here in Indiana. Okay, yeah. So uh, you guys probably well, you're in Indiana too. It's probably kind of the same. A lot of cornfields and stuff there in northeast Missouri. And right. That's kind of where that's I was. I think we were. I don't know if you know where Quincy, Illinois is. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of. It's right there on the river on the Mississippi River. We're oh, about okay, an hour. yes. Uh, right when you cross. That's yeah. where you're at, right? Yeah. 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 We're about an hour from the Mississippi River there from there's our family farm there in Missouri. That's awesome. There's probably some big deer over there too. Yeah, yeah. Uh I haven't shot very many. I got one big one. It's one fifty three inches. My cousin shot a hundred and eighty incher out of there. Wow. One year. Uh yeah, we there's some pretty big deer. There's usually always one big deer that's out there that we can't that it's always the neighbor who kills them. <laughs> right. It's always yeah. it always works out like that. You know, you talk a little bit about traveling to hunt. You know, how much do you actually, you know, travel with with everybody for Wired? Uh, we usually go to Illinois uh, once a year. Uh, we used to go to Wisconsin, but we haven't gone. We didn't go there last year because of COVID. I don't know if we're going to go this year because it's still kind of rampant. Mm -hmm. um, uh, right, or, uh, yeah, rifle season. And then a little bit of bow, we kind of mix that in. Um uh pro that's probably the main trips that we do every single year this year we have a lease in ohio that we're going to go to i mean that's only three hours away so i don't know if that's considered travel what uh what part of ohio is that uh it's i think it's the eastern part it's because county okay. um 
it's on the eastern side, I think. It's only three hours from here, and we're in western Pennsylvania, so it's not too far away. We were kind of uh, planning some some stuff uh, down there ourselves. If we can get it done here, it all really revolves around that. But if we get it done, we're wanting to travel. We've been wanting to go over there the last couple of years, but it's like more of a south-central Ohio, I think. Okay. Like where they were wanting to go is just some public land. We don't really, I mean, we have a guy over there um, as far as a, a buddy that would let us come hunt, but we were kind of just wanting to check out some public land and have fun with it. Yeah. Ohio. I'm, I'm excited for it. Ohio seems to be, it's always, you always see big deer killed out of there. So I'm pretty excited. Absolutely. I watched your uh, uh, Kentucky rifle hunt earlier, kind of just have something to talk about but that was a pretty oh that's, right there. that's <laughs> yeah. awesome yeah it's, it's a nice buck and uh you know i have I actually own some property in, in kentucky and i've n- never gone down there deer hunting oh uh, really yeah uh turkey season i'm all in i go for a week every year last year i didn't get to go we went to missouri instead but uh Turkey season in Kentucky is unreal. I oh, love yeah. it. Like here in Indiana, we don't where I'm at anyways. Like you might have a flock here or there, like along the river, Blue River. And uh where I go in Kentucky, there is just flock after flock. And I have permission around a lot where um i actually own some property and there is just you can strike a bird up whenever it seems yeah. like like my favorite time to hunt kentucky turkeys is like dead noon yeah 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 kentucky turkey hunting there's just it seems like it's kind of like rolling hills too like you were talking about and right. it just seems like around every corner there's like oh there's a turkey strip oh there's another one oh there's another one <laughs> right. and yeah you can just go out and i mean even if you just like you said after you know you hunt the roost and after nine ten o'clock you just take a hike and just call every every 50 yards and then oh there's goblin let's try to get you know but yeah turkey hunt and then deer hunting it's an up-and-comer for deer hunting too Mm -hmm. you've seen it it's been creeping up on the boone and crockett list every year they're starting to get bigger and bigger yeah i'm going down there um i wish i could go this coming weekend for the opener um but me and my wife and uh, my best friend we're going up to lake michigan for labor day weekend but whenever we come back i'm actually going to jump down there in a couple weekends in a row and film for a guy down there and uh have some fun with it but uh if he can get it done i'm uh i'm buying a tag because he's got some <laughs> booners down there yeah. he's got one double drop time and oh, i just went where my property is it's uh south eastern kentucky and okay. the it just doesn't seem like the bodies get very big because i'm just so used to these big indiana corn yeah. deer but they they grow some racks down there for sure yeah yeah like i said kentucky we ours is a uh, straight central kentucky smack dab right in the middle and uh around uh i can't remember somerset or something like that oh uh, no, that's perfect i'm actually like uh 30 minutes or 45 minutes or just outside Somerset. So oh, okay. not too far nice. from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's so actually they... like a Wayne Pulaski County is Somerset. So it's like right on the line of Pulaski and Wayne. And there's another County. I can't remember what exactly the other Lincoln County is the one we have. Uh, okay. So I think that's North of where I'm at, but okay, actually man. the County line damn damn near runs right through the middle of this property so it's like you can kind of jump back i don't really right. know it's the same zone i'm sure for deer but uh it's cool to be able to kill two turkeys down there for sure yeah yeah kentucky turkey hunting there's nothing like it i i'm convinced they're the top state in this nation but right. i've only hunted three so you, uh, you said that you're going to go down there for, uh, for deer just the gun you said or no think- we're actually going down there for uh muzzleloader season we'll be down there um, and then we'll be down there for 
probably like the week before rifle season comes in. That's what we did last year. And then during rifle hunting. Uh, last year we did a thing with Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife. It was right. called Rutting in the Bluegrass. I don't know if you watched that or not. Yeah, I watched that. And then you did. You also teamed up with them on turkeys, right? Yeah, we did the same thing, strutting in the bluegrass for turkeys. Uh, the rutting, I don't Oh, I guess you did since you said you saw me that buck hunt. But, uh, yeah, uh, rutting in the bluegrass, we do uh, six shows, uh, one from bow season, one from muzzleloader season, and then we'll do three shows, or, and then youth season, and then we'll do three shows that are – semi-live so saturday of rifle season we'll have a show out saturday evening sunday evening and then monday evening right three days in a row to kind of take you along with our season there the first three days of kentucky rifles and that that was a blast how did you uh, develop that relationship with the kentucky dnr uh i'm not sure that was already in set when i came on to wired outdoors so i i'm not sure how that all came to fruition there um I just, they're just one of our sponsors and then they just kind of started doing that. I think it's very unique. You know, I don't watch, um, I don't see too many, you know, shows that are sponsored by any kind of DNR of of any sorts, you know? Yeah, no, it is super rare. I don't know how they, I don't know how that all came out, but yeah, it works and everybody, it's a good relationship. So absolutely. So like, uh, you know, we're talking about traveling for, you know, deer and everything. What's your guys's first trip? Uh, is it Ohio? Yeah, I think, I think we're actually going to Ohio. Ohio starts their bow season starts the weekend before we start here in PA. I think we start like the second or something like that of October right. and PA or uh, Ohio starts the weekend before that. So I think we're actually probably going out there first, that first weekend. And then just to see, cause we're, this is a brand new property, brand new lease that we got, and we don't know what's going on. We got a few trail cam pictures, nothing crazy, but uh, we do want to. We're kind of curious on what's going on, so I think we're going to head out there first. Right? Are you guys running trail cam or uh, like uh, cell cams out there, or just straight pulling cards when you get there? Yeah, we have. I think we have four cameras out there. I think two of them are uh, cell cams, Moultrie cell cams, and then two of them are just regular. Um, Pulling cards, camera. Uh, I don't even know what do you even call them. <laughs> the regular pull, trail cameras, cameras. Like that. <laughs> old fashioned. Yeah, yeah, the old ones. Uh, you guys put a lot of work into that property in the off season, right? Yeah, we uh, uh, we're actually doing a show with uh, Big and Jay for that. Um, it's called uh, uh, Hunting Property Blueprint, and what it is is we're um, we show all the steps of getting the lease and then what you can turn the lease into. And it's kind of like a follow along throughout the season kind of deal. I, I just watched a video on there earlier. I, I went back and was watching a bunch. I had some time to kill after work today, but uh, it was you and um, uh, John or somebody, you guys did a food plot. Was that in PA or was that the Ohio? Because it, it looked really, it was like you guys put oats and then something else in with it. And it like in six weeks, it looked really good. Uh, that might have been one from last year. Uh, oh, we usually do that been. for our food plot videos. We don't put them out like we grow it the year before, and then obviously we don't put out the video until people are starting to plant and starting to right. plan what they're doing. So I think that was probably me and Jason here in Pennsylvania yes, last year. I think it was Jason. Yeah. Uh, so was, uh, I think I know which one you're talking about. It was Whitetail Institute video. Yeah. Uh, it was a nurse crop. Yeah, nurse crop. Yeah. That yeah. Was the video I was watching. Yeah. So you put you put the the oats in first. Or, and then and then you and then you seed it with clover and stuff and then what the oats comes up it lets the clover establish right so and they so, just don't tear up the whole field and there's nothing left <laughs> exactly exactly 
now are most of your the food plots that you're putting in is it all you know you get the is it accessible to get a tractor or a four-wheeler or something in there or do you have any spots that are like a throw and grow yeah uh most of them are we only have really one plot that we actually we actually had to like build this like bridge and like lay it over the ditch and but we still can't get any equipment over uh we took a tiller down one year and actually hand tilled it uh but that most of them you we have a uh like a pull pull behind chisel plow on the four wheeler mm -hmm. so that's how we usually we get we usually do our plots now yeah that'd be a lot easier we we tried something new for uh for the first time this year uh we have a place where we can't get anything back here and we went back there and just hit it with the weed eater and kind of cleared it all out kind of micro plot wasn't very big at all mm -hmm. and then we just did some throw and grow and of course after we did this uh indiana we didn't get any rain for almost like a whole month so <laughs> i don't yeah. know exactly how great this it's kind of been nice the last few days have been or actually probably about the last week we've got a lot of rain here so hopefully that uh gives me a little bit of boost but yeah yeah, those throw and grow those, those throw and grow plots are hard, but because right. you got to have seed to soil contact to get your plant. But sometimes they do work. Well, we hit it with the rake. I know what you mean, though, as far as hitting it with the tiller, you know. Or yeah. Whatever pull behind deal, but yeah, you know, you said you moved to uh, uh, PA. How's the hunting up there? I've always heard that it's it's pretty crazy. It's 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 <laughs> uh. I don't know if you uh, see me complaining quite a bit about the laws and stuff around here. Right. Now, I, won't, I won't say the laws are weird. It's just the people are weird because what PA, I, I forget what they call it, um, blue laws or something like that. But from what PA, um, back in the day, you could go hunt anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like you could see a deer over there on Joe's property and you can go hunt it. Like without asking permission, That's he, could kick you, he, he could kick you off. But unless it was posted and he had a yellow posted sign, you could just go. And I so, mean, I bet that made for some very interesting stories and probably lots of fights and probably people getting shot. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> I can't imagine. Like so, Jason used to tell me he's like back when he was in high school, he would just go, just just keep just take off walking, and like, oh yeah, well I'm gonna put a stand here, and like <laughs> there's nothing nobody. I mean, if they caught you, yeah, they could say, yeah, we don't want you on here, and. Uh, so they, uh, I guess, by word of mouth, they can tell you no. But if they didn't have it posted, like you can just, you can just go hunt. And so That's people great. still have that mindset. But now they got like laws that are like, yeah, you need to ask permission. There's a purple paint law now, and right. all this other stuff. And now people are starting to get mad, like, oh, I used to be able to hunt so and so's, and I can't anymore. And they, some people still don't care. They just still like. Oh, I used to be able to hunt there. I've hunted there for years. I'm still hunting there. Well, you know, you can't do that anymore. I don't care what that. Uh, I'm still doing it. And it's just, it's ridiculous. And the people just, there's so, I thought Missouri had a lot of hunters. There's like a million hunters here in Pennsylvania. That's and it just great. makes it, it makes it hard for the deer to grow. And, and I hear they do a lot of like deer drives and stuff. Yeah, they, they're a big fan of deer drives. They do like doing their deer drives, which I, I don't blame them. I used to like, I used to love deer drives when I was in high school. We used do them all the time but we used yeah. to do one like the last day of gun season you know if somebody hadn't killed something or, yeah you know, we try to push one out to them but other than that i've never really been a part of too much of that yeah is, is any in the shotgun only no you can do rifles now that just became a law um five years ago or so but it's you can only use a rifle on private property you can't use it on public land which if they could okay. use it on public land 
people would be getting murdered. Right oh, now yeah. Because people yeah. just start flinging it. Oh, yeah. And, and we have a lot of gun hunters. I wish that our state would really pick up on bow hunting more. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of bow hunters in our state. But when gun season comes in, everybody, and I mean everybody, thinks that they're a deer hunter, which – more power to you you know if you're getting out into the outdoors i you know i give you a hand on anything you need but you know sometimes these people are fucking nuts man. oh yeah i can imagine and especially you know, like then you get the city guys they come out that's that's the way it was in missouri we always called them uh either the orange army or the, yeah. the city hunters and well i mean my little town was 100 people and then during during rifle season when it opened up uh, it just turned i don't know how many people we had all the little shacks and people's houses were full of hunters and it was ridiculous yeah we uh a property i've been hunting for a long time we call it opening day world war three <laughs> but there's you know there's four or five guys in the uh, surrounding blocks that we all communicate and kind of say what's going on and whatnot and we we're kind of in a group message and it's like world war three is tomorrow boys you ready you know everybody's crying and putting memes on there because they ain't killed a buck before gun season comes in yet but yeah, uh, it's it, it can be crazy, and yeah, uh, I know a lot of people love hunting public land, but I don't I, I don't think I can personally do it with a, a shotgun or you know a muzzleloader or anything like that. No, I, I I've seen uh there's a really popular video with the hunting public out there. I don't know if you watched it. He's sitting there behind the camera, and he's got like he's on the ground, and there's a guy walking yeah, yeah, across, yeah. and he's like he's aiming at me, he's aiming at me, and then the deer like run between them, and he's like, please don't shoot, please don't shoot, and all of a sudden you hear. I think they were in Iowa or something. When that yeah, happened. I don't remember where that was, but I was—I actually just saw it. it popped up the other day, and I watched it. I'm, I watch it every time I see it. I'm like, that is just nuts. You know, we're talking about uh, Indiana. I feel like Indiana gets overlooked quite a bit when it comes to deer hunting. Yeah, what do you I, think I would. On that? I would say that's definitely Indiana is definitely a sleeper state. I've I've seen a lot of good bucks killed out of Indiana, especially as of late too. Yeah, because, you know, if you think about it, in, in our region here, I mean, I wouldn't say Midwest in general, but just maybe right around here, you got people going to Ohio, mm -hmm. Illinois, Kentucky. What's in the middle of all that? Indiana. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah. it gets overlooked for sure. That definitely makes sense because, yeah, you are like, you're not too far from Illinois. You're not too far from Ohio. And they're like, oh, there's world-class deer here. It's like, you got world-class deer right where you're at. I mean, look right behind you. Are those Indiana? <laughs> right. Yeah, so I've been I'm, lucky enough to take a, a a few, but I mean it's nothing crazy. I think my highest scoring is one thirty seven and five eighths. It's the eight pointer I got hit down here on the end. He doesn't that, look bigger than this one. But yeah, I would he, say he that. is bigger than that one. That other one does look bigger. Yeah, uh, those were actually back to back years, uh, two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen, hmm. and I just happened to get lucky. Actually, it was almost to the day a year apart. Oh, that's awesome which, you know, we kind of get talking sometimes on, do you, do you kind of believe in kill dates? Like you have this day, it's like, Hey, I'm going hunting this day. I, I always have luck this day. Uh, actually, now that you mention it, I was going to say no, but obviously Halloween, I love being out on Halloween. That's just, absolutely. that's a fun night to be out. I haven't, I don't think I've ever killed anything on Halloween, but I, I remember having some really cool hunts on Halloween Yeah, and it's just, it's just a cool day. You absolutely. Know, because you know what's going on. Like everybody else is out having fun, doing whatever, and you're sitting <laughs> right. in a tree, and it's cold, and it's it's Halloween, man. It's cool. Right. Uh, that I think I want to say like November seventh. 
for some reason is sticking out in my mind. Right. <laughs> but, Mine's, uh, actually, I just had the same conversation with somebody last night. Halloween, I have two dates, Halloween and November 5th. November 5th, I have I don't know why that always strikes a chord, but I, yeah. I always have the incredible luck on the 5th. Yeah, November 7th is sticking out in my mind for some reason, but I want to say it's almost like you said, it's, it's just that day. Right. But, I mean, let's be honest, any time from – October 31st or (laughs) the end of October to the middle of November is dynamite. So absolutely. Uh, I'm taking the uh, second week off of uh, November here. So I'll get to bow hunt leading into our uh, shotgun season. So hopefully I can get it done before the orange armory comes out. (laughs) So, so you guys, you guys open your shot like rifle or gun season right in the middle of the rut then. Yeah. It's, I hate that too. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, it's usually like the, second or third saturday in november yeah and then carry we have actually a uh three-week gun season and then uh muzzleloader for a couple weeks and then we have late bow which it doesn't last very long and it's usually colder than i'll get out and it's hard to get out there anyways (laughs) but usually i transfer to the the ducks by then yeah okay so you're duck hunter too yeah i uh actually i was huge into it for uh probably a stretch of 10 years or so me and some buddies that's all we did was duck hunt like we couldn't <laughs> not duck hunt and then i got into the the filming thing a little bit and i just you know we have big whitetails we have me and some um, buddies and some family we have great property that hold big bucks year after year and we're getting good at managing these properties and it's just it's something that you know am i gonna would i, would I rather sit in a tree stand and film somebody and see 15 deer in a day or do i want to go sit in a duck hole and not see any ducks (laughs) for the day because here in central uh east central indiana our our duck season isn't that great it all depends on the weather yeah you know if you got a good uh, cold front coming down you might get lucky on some uh honkers but uh, other than that it's not the greatest place to duck hunt in the world so i definitely switched gears a little bit and recognized where i was at (laughs) in the united states you know yeah well that's interesting because uh one of my friends that I used to do all the, I say filming, but we used to just mess around with the cameras and stuff. Uh, he's a giant waterfowler and he's taken me on some really cool waterfowl hunts. Uh, we were in, in Missouri, the central flyway. I don't know if that's where you're. No, we're, we're that. like the, we're central flyway, but we were, we're so far away from, we're more like getting birds off the great lakes. Yeah. And it, that we're, I'm, I'm on the, I'm like, pretty close to the indiana ohio border so if i was just a little bit if i was on the other side of the state and i caught the birds coming out of lake michigan along uh, a major uh river called the wabash here in indiana holds tons i mean it's probably something that you're used to seeing all those birds on the mississippi yeah uh, yeah and then yeah the missouri flying down the missouri there uh yeah so he was a real big waterfowler and like i said he took me on some really cool awesome waterfowl hunts and and it was kind of funny because him and i went in and bought like a really expensive camera and i'd always want to take a deer hunting and he'd always want to take a waterfowl and i'm like <laughs> i'm like nobody wants to watch waterfowl <laughs> <laughs> right. like nobody i mean and he does make some he still does it he still makes some really cool waterfowl videos but i'm like don't want to go don't want to watch people want to watch you shoot a limit of six ducks that weigh about three pounds each or they want to see you kill like a <laughs> giant right. 200 pound whatever but that's and it's kind of funny because you don't usually see somebody trans you're either one or the other 
and if they're really big, they don't like to go back into deer hunting. So. Right. Yeah. I uh, we tried the filming and um, waterfowl. Like, not for it didn't last very long because it was. We kind of felt that it was hard because you know we didn't want to buy nice equipment and go stick it on a tripod in a swamp. You know, yeah. somebody kicks it over, the dog kicks it over, or something. I'd yeah. be pissed. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you just kick my fifteen hundred dollar camera in the water. You know. Right. Yeah. But uh, we tried the GoPro thing for a while. I actually have some old footage on my camera or my computer from uh, years back when we were messing around with it. But we never really had that really great footage that we could even put out. It was more for our personal use and, you know, drinking beers in the garage and turning it on. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, We got some cool stuff, too. And and it's, it's still even waterfowl hunting or deer hunting the one day you don't take the camera. That's when you're, uh, oh my gosh, then you got ducks right in your face. (laughs) We actually took a guy uh, that I worked with uh, a couple times and he goes, I'm not bringing a gun. I'm going to, I'm going to film for you guys. (laughs) And we just happened to take him one day and uh, we have this uh, retaining pond off of a hog farm here off of I-70. And uh, we just had a big push one day. Uh, they all come from a, a, a casino just north of us, and they were all coming. And I bet you we saw uh, 2,000 to 3,000 geese in one day. And whole, the whole time he's on the camera, he's cussing the whole time. He's like, oh, <laughs> holy hell, oh, my God, you know, F this, F that. And that's all you can hear because he's not used to – he, you know, he might have been used to seeing those birds, but it really didn't register with him until he like got out there, and that's what we were hunting for, and then they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And we actually shot um, – three of us shot some black ducks on camera one day when he came with us which is very rare for where we're at here in indiana and you can actually only kill one per day and it just happens that all three of us got to kill one oh, that day and actually that's I, awesome. I, I i'm that bird's in my freezer i need to get that thing mounted at some point oh that's pretty cool have you ever been uh snooze or something i have not um uh, some guys that i that i waterfowled with uh, a lot of them are still in it they still do that more than deer hunting i mean they might hunt shotgun season for deer yeah. but they're mostly into waterfowl and they go down to arkansas for the yeah. conservation season every year yeah i mean they shoot like 175 geese in a day and shit. yeah yeah that uh well that's what we were uh, that was kind of the that was the fun waterfowl hunting for me and, and when snow goose i mean I, everything else was done it's in february the water the weather's getting better it's 60 sometimes 70 degrees and you're just out in the middle of the field on the layout blind, just getting a suntan, basically. <laughs> right. and, and then every once in a while, you just be sitting there like, oh, here comes a thousand geese. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> and they do like the tornado, too, oh, which is yeah. really cool to see. I've never got to be part of that. I'm going to do a snow goose hunt one of these days. Just to, I got to try it out. They're fun. We we got into it one time, and they were doing the tornado above, above us and all the way. And literally, I know you know how layout blinds, but layout blinds right. are three, four feet apart. Mm-hmm. And... We had, I think, five guys, and the guy on the middle was calling it, like, when to shoot, and he was screaming, like, all right, you guys ready? Like, screaming, and we could barely hear him because those geese were so – and there was, so like a, there was, like, a thousand of them, and it was so loud. But that's one hunt that I remember, and, I mean, literally thousands of geese just – circling above you so Did it take cool. you guys like five hours to set all the decoys out <laughs> <laughs> yeah set, and then and then you know once one group flies like flares off or whatever and then you're like well this ain't working let's rearrange all these thousand decoys <laughs> yeah that happens uh, quite a bit in that uh, you know they're telling me about it and they put the extended tubes on the shotgun you they can hold 10 shells yep. and there's no limit and it's just no nope. Pounding these birds. Oh, it's so much fun. We did. Yeah. You just, 
We did a uh, pond jumping. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. But. No, no, I know. They, <laughs> they, they do. They, they go into um, the people they go down with. Um, I, I don't know if they own property. They know like a realtor that owns like a bunch of this farmland, but they go do, they go along those levees yep. and they jump whole fields up and they're just yep. straight pounding birds. Oh uh, yeah. I remember the one time we did that and popped up over the levee and it was a, kind of the same deal there. There's uh, like 2000 geese on this little tiny pond and like, we're like below it and they definitely couldn't see us. And we're like, screaming like are you ready <laughs> like yeah and then we just pop up and you just shoot across the top of them and you just see heads split open. <laughs> That's awesome. uh, one thing i was gonna uh talk to you a little bit about was i've seen in videos and on twitter and uh social media you know you've got your wife into hunting how how just explain how that's all kind of evolved so she never even hunted or anything until we met and then uh the very first year we moved we moved in together uh i was like hey do you want to go turkey hunting she she's not a fan of the cold or anything so i figured turkey hunting she would she would enjoy and well actually back up so we went on a youth hunt uh i took her along and it was uh, my cousin max his dad and then she just tagged along because she wanted to see what turkey hunting was all about and we ended up having a phenomenal hunt we had a bird and he come in gobbling. He gobbled probably 30 times, and we ended up shooting him at five steps. That's awesome. And she was sitting right next to me, and as soon as he, he shot that turkey, she you can hear it. There, I still have the video. You can hear on the video, said, I want to do it. <laughs> you can, where you can hear her breathing through the external mic because she's so fired up. Yeah, and the cool thing was, like, the turkey came in from behind us, so we're facing, like, you know, obviously forward, the right. turkey came in from behind us. So I had to turn the camera and I'm filming over my shoulder and I flipped the screen out. So I'm like watching it right here. Like, on the, and I'm just like filming it like this. And he comes and he's got one, he's got one, he's got one, he's got one. And he's like walking right next to us. Well, I didn't know, but, uh, my cousin's dad, he had a full strutter fan. Like he had the fan, like that half strut J thing right. that you can buy at Walmart, but he put it on the tree next to him and like <laughs> sat it up. So that turkey was coming into that, and I didn't know it at the time because we had other decoys out in front of us. But like he was coming into that, and then finally he got right next to us, and then his fan, you know, his fan turned or whatever, and you could see on the camera the shotgun just going like this across, <laughs> and then like he turns back to us and you shoot. But yeah, it was like literally five steps away, and yeah, you can hear her in the background. So then, fast forward, uh, I think it was the opening week, uh, weekend of Missouri season, we went and. Then again, she very her very first hunt she killed a double bearded turkey, Jeez. and yeah, and it came in and it was actually on a I had it we had it ten yards in front of us and it was on the other side of a woven wire fence and it couldn't get through it couldn't get through and I had this all on video and it's like going back and forth going back and forth and then she had some jakes come in in front and I was like shoot the jake whatever we're we're not even worried about this tom over here. And she shot the Jake, and I think she, like, jerked whenever she shot, shot way above it. Well, that shot scared the Tom up over, over the fence. The fence. <laughs> oh, wow. Talk and about then, luck. I know. I was, I was, I was amazed because then he, he flew over, and he was kind of putting, and then he was looking around, but then he saw my decoy and immediately went into full strut. So then he strutted right in the decoy, and she, I was like, you can hear me on camera, shuck the shell, shuck the shell, put another round in. So you can hear her shucking it, and – then it just it stretched right in. She shoots it five yards from the decoy, 
That's amazing. I need, I need <laughs> so then, you to guys take me turkey hunt. <laughs> so then, yeah, so she's, she's pretty, pretty, uh, got hooked on hunting then. And then this year she shot her first buck, uh, less than ideal situation there, but. <laughs> Is that the one where she shot a little far back or yeah, like shoulder shot her, or something? She hit her right oh, in the neck. neck. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah. She, it was her first time up in a tree stand and she had a crossbow and she I, it was my fault. I had her on the wrong tree stand. Mm-hmm. Like she should have been in my stand and I should have been in her stand because then she would have had an easy, you know, shot, but she had to like turn all the way around. And she, I, I, I know people are, I'm on video here. Your listeners are going to be listening to this on like <laughs> Apple podcasts. And I'm, I'm actually doing the, the motions on video, but <laughs> right. I, I apologize for that. Well, this will be on YouTube too. So the people on YouTube will see your hand gestures. Too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is she going like this and going like that? Uh, no, so it, and it was kind of my fault, but yeah, she had a shoot crossbody, but she ended up that. I guess uh, I know a lot of people don't like rage, but that rage actually saved us on that hunt because it opened up and it, she hit that artery right there in the neck, and he was just blood out. Right, and so um, that was pretty awesome. Uh, we were trying. I was kind of talking with somebody earlier about uh, rages. You know, some people say you know they don't want to shoot mechanical and blah blah blah, and that could be a whole probably a whole podcast in itself. Or four, uh, or five. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what do you prefer? What kind of broadheads do you shoot personally? So I shoot the rage, um, but this year my wife got her first bow. She's going to shoot a muzzy. I just think I'm I'm. It depends on your situation. Honestly, I'm like right. no. I know a lot of guys. Oh. I, I, I wounded a deer and I never found it. I'm never shooting rage again. Well, where'd you hit that deer at? Exactly. <laughs> so you know, go ahead, buddy. So I think, and my wife is going to shoot a muzzy this year because she's only shooting 40 pounds mm-hmm. and that rage, when it opens up, it's not going to go in. Right. So that I know the rate or the muzzy will go through bone or whatever. So that's, it just depends on what your situation, but I, I am a fan of the rage. Yeah. Um, I shot. I started bow hunting when I was 14 years old. And I shot three bladed muzzies my whole life, and actually last year for the first time I decided to switch it up, try something different, and I actually shot the uh, Bloodsport Nightfalls. It's like a hybrid. It has two fixed blades and then the expandables. But uh, the deer I shot in Wisconsin, it was incredible. It looked like somebody threw a grenade off in his <laughs> chest. You know, I was like, wow. But uh, you know, I, I was the, the creature habit. You know, I shot the muzzies for a long time, but uh, I would never not jump, try something out. Like if you were like, man, these rages are, you know, I'm going to listen to you or right. somebody that shot them. I've actually done track jobs on uh, some deer shot with rages, and, you know, a blind guy could have found this deer. You know, <laughs> yeah. Leading out both sides, it looked like somebody with a bucket throwing it out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but Yeah, the, just, Oklahoma, the Oklahoma deer I shot, um, I hit it high and back. And I kid you not, and, and it's on video too, like he walked by or ran, I guess, and the pride doesn't walk in. But he ran by the cedar tree and there was blood on the cedar tree up to my eyeballs. That's and like crazy. I'm I'm like, Good lord. <laughs> right. Some people actually uh one of my bucks on my wall back here, uh when I uh shot him it was during gun season and when I was cleaning him up, I found a mechanical bra head in his probably like an inch away from his spine. Like mm-hmm. somebody had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell it was probably a very high shot just to where the placement was and there was it had pus and stuff all around it but uh when i was young and stuff and the people i was hunting around they're like we don't ever shoot the mechanicals and now probably all of them are probably shooting mechanicals yeah now, you know yeah everything evolves you know 
Yeah, yeah. And then the one time that they make a bad shot and recover that deer, they're going to be like, oh, this mechanical is awesome. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so at all the, all these states that you get to go on and do all this, what's your favorite place to go? I know that's kind of like a basic mm. white girl question. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, Honestly, there's an, a Pike County, Illinois, has probably my, been my favorite. But the coolest hunt that we've been on uh, was in New Mexico cat hunting. Um, that was a blast. Is that um, where you guys grilled the bobcat? No, that was Texas. Texas is fun too, <laughs> but no, that was down in South Texas. Uh, that, that that's a good place to hunt too. But no, I, I don't think anything beats Pike County, Illinois hunting. We end up on those ridges, and man, that I don't know if you watched the hunt from last year. Uh, that's actually one of my favorite videos that you guys have done. You know, the video kind of starts out, and he's laughing. He's like, "Yeah, we're we're mad because we haven't seen a deer in ten minutes." <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah was, we i mean we literally uh we're going up on this ridge and this ridge is dynamite all every year we're there and literally as soon as we pop up on the ridge we're like oh there's a buck coming down the ridge we, we're hiding behind trees and we walk about 20 more yards like oh there's another one get behind the tree and we'd hide behind a tree and like let him walk by and then we finally make it to our stand and i remember i was on a cliff this is in the video too like there's a cliff behind me so i was like i was telling jason I'm like i'm not even gonna watch back here because nothing's coming from behind me it's a straight straight up and down cliff and i, I remember sitting in our stand and i was looking at him i was like you hear that he's like yeah what is that it's like i don't know i looked down behind me there's a freaking buck like at the bottom of our stand like sniffing <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh there's a buck right there he must have come from back there That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah that that is a cool cool hunt yeah, you know, you always hear people talk about it, you know, the golden triangle and, and, and all that out there. It, does it live up to the hype? Yeah, yeah. I would say they, the hunting industry destroyed Park Pike County for a while. Like, I guarantee they, they went out there and the guy that we hunt on, he said he, he would sell, he was an outfitter at the time, he doesn't do it anymore, but he would sell hunts. He said they would kill 15, 16 world-class bucks every year on the same ridge. And then they just—he's like, we just killed everything. He's and he's like, there was no management and, and nothing. Like they just went and shot everything. And now, now it's like people kind of understood that, kind of cut way back. Like I said, he's not outfitting anymore. I don't think there's—I think there are still quite a few outfitters there, mm-hmm. but it's definitely coming back. Uh, one of our field staffers killed a 150 inch out there last year. Nice. Uh, he was he was a good deer. He was one of the ones that we were actually after. But yeah, it's there's still there. It's definitely coming back, and it does live up to the hype. Yeah, that's one of the reasons uh, why I chose Buffalo County, uh, Wisconsin last year. I got to go on a trip up there, and uh, Illinois was close for me because you know I'm right here in Indiana. But mm-hmm. I, I I feel like it would be similar to indiana like i don't know the terrain i guess a little right. bit i wanted to experience something, something different. different and that's yeah. why i wanted to go on a trip to begin with i've never i mean i go to kentucky every year and we might go up to ohio and do some public land hunting but i'd never really gone on a full-blown hunting trip like go to an outfitter you know drive up there and do the whole thing i did the whole thing by myself Oh, that's you know, awesome. uh, me and my wife we do uh we go to a lot of racetracks in the summer and with 2020 we didn't go to any racetracks in the summer. So we kind of had a little bit of uh, extra money that w- we would normally spend on some trips going to some races. And I asked her, I'm like, Hey, can I find a hunting trip? I've never got to do this before. She's like, well, where are you going to go? I'm like, 
that's a good question. So <laughs> I did some research and uh, I was seeing uh, everybody talk about bow hunting in Buffalo, Wisconsin. It's like the number one county for Pope and Young in the United States. So I went and did it and it was incredible, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your thoughts are on some some of the outfitters. I'm sure some can be a lot better than others oh, yeah. as far as like ethics and stuff go. But these people, these guys I hunted with, with uh, Redding Ridge Outfitters, it was incredible. I mean, it was like hanging out with the boys, you know, we're yeah. drinking beer, got the ribs on the smoker at night and, you know, got the aerial maps out looking to where we're going to go and what we're going to do. And uh, my guide was actually a, a cameraman for Pat and Nicole for like 10 years or something. Oh, cool. So I was kind of picking his brain on the, the video aspect of things. And it was, I had, a, it was an incredible experience and I would go in a heartbeat again. Yeah, that's awesome. Wisconsin's definitely a really cool state to hunt. I like, we, like I said, I went there two years in a row, I think, and it's, I, I had a blast in Wisconsin. Yeah, some outfitters, uh, I would say there are some bad eggs out there, but you're going to get that with anything. But right. I have some of my best friends uh, in Missouri, they do an outfitting kind of business too, and mm-hmm. I know I know they're awesome. So, Right. Yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't think it was going to play out like that. Like it was just kind of – Something that I, I planned it obviously way ahead of time because you have to on certain places or you're not yeah. going to have a spot to go. And I was kind of nervous at first because I was going by myself, but I knew I was going to be hunting by myself anyways. And yeah, it, I would go back in a heartbeat. But uh, do you guys get to do the outfitter thing quite a bit or you just get to mostly do like private land? Ours is mostly private land. We did hunt uh, one outfitter. Uh, well, Jason, he hunts, he goes to USO, United States Outfitters, every year in New Mexico for elk. Uh, so that's one outfitter that he does go back year and year. But as far as deer hunting, ours is mostly just friends that he's made over the years. Um, we did go one year uh, in 2019, I think, to Oklahoma. We went to, oh my goodness, I can't think of the outfitter right now, Choctaw or something like that. Is that where you shot your buck? Yeah, yeah, that's where we went down there and shot a couple 125-inch eight-pointers. And it was fun, but, I mean, they had the, you know, they had the feeders and stuff, which you can do. And, I mean, I, I love hunting over feeders. I know that's a big stigma, <laughs> right. too. That's a big stigma, too. People, oh, that's not hunting. It's it's definitely hunting. Oh, um, for sure. That's not – you get to do that in PA? No, no. No, we don't get to do that here either. That's why I'm kind of intrigued to go down to Kentucky here in a yeah. few weeks and film because I've never got to hunt over a bait pile. You know, it's it's awesome, and and I know like people people think like like I said, oh that's not hunting or whatever. You still like putting that bucket of corn ain't gonna guarantee you right. that buck's gonna come to it or anything. You still gotta you still gotta be smart about it, and there's definitely a strategy to it. It's it's not. Oh, I'm going to dump this corn here and I'm going to kill 160 inch or 20 minutes later. <laughs> right. It's not how it works. Well, I'll ask another uh, basic white girl question. Bucket, <laughs> bucket list hunt, any state, country, any animal, where are you going? I want to say the Milk River in Montana. That'd be cool. So I grew up watching Realtree. Right. And the Monster Bucks videos, huge fan of them when I was younger. And. I remember that being like the number one spot they'd go to every year. I, I think they still go there. I mean, anyway. I can just picture that in my mind, David Blanton sitting in a stand on the yes, Milk River. That's like just pops out when you say Milk River. That's yep, the face it, that comes into my brain. Exactly. Me too. And he was my favorite. I mean, obviously now I think Waddell is my favorite because Blanton's kind of, he's fading out a little bit. But he was my favorite. And I remember how, 
watching him and it's like, man, he, this guy's funny and cool. I want to share a camp with that guy someday. <laughs> right. Now, is there anybody uh, in the hunting industry that you kind of idolized growing up? I mean, would it be like Blanton? Yeah, I would say there, any of the real tree guys, really. Um, mm -hmm. Blanton and Bill Jordan and uh, Waddell, obviously. Uh, him and I, I don't, we don't, I want to say we're friends on, we're best friends on Twitter, but we're on a first name basis on Twitter. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, some, some people that I've kind of, um, I really pay attention to, I'm sure you've heard of them, but, uh, the humanimal guys with the, the Kiefer brothers, mm -hmm. I just really love their shows and, uh, uh, their producer, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. Aaron Belisi, I think is how you say his name. Yeah, that sounds familiar. He does the fall podcast and that's a a weekly adventure for me i always he drops it like four in the morning for people driving to work and mm -hmm. i always get to listen to that on tuesday mornings driving to work but i think they do an incredible job and i try to really pay attention to a lot of the b-roll that they do or just some of the shots that they can take and i wouldn't say i try to imitate it but i, I, I like their style yeah right right yeah i mean there, i don't think there's anything wrong with imitating or even if you're getting the same exact shots as somebody i mean you gotta learn and if you like it you like it right now, you you take a uh, like a DSLR camera too, right? To take pictures and stuff. Yeah, I'll usually pack one on my back, and then I'll have the main camera that I'll pack in, just carry in. Right. <laughs> that that your filter does all the work for you, like people <laughs> yeah. give you shit for on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that camera dude takes awesome pictures. Like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Man. Well, uh, tell everybody where they can find you at on uh, social media. Uh, I'm at KCamp3 on Twitter. Uh, I don't even know what my Instagram is. I'm never on there, but uh, yeah, at KCamp3 on Twitter. Um, I don't know if you want to follow me or not. It's kind of fun. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind, <laughs> kind of, of a show. jerk sometimes. You, you kind of cool how this show worked out because I actually had somebody lined up for this week and they uh, gave me the cold shoulder a little bit. And uh, I always ask the question. You can, you'll see it on there. I always ask it about once a week. Who you guys want to hear? Because I feel like Twitter is like my main audience. I feel like the yeah. people that I interact with on Twitter are actually people that probably listen to this or watch my videos when right. you know when we start hunting and stuff. But and and they said, you know, somebody commented and said, "Get Kyle on." I'm like, well, I've been wanting to get him on. I just had to ask him. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, I was gonna wait till you had at least been somewhere already and you know oh, yeah. get an update for you but we'll get you back on at some point yeah, yeah. anytime you, and hey let me ask you since since i answered what's your yeah. dream hunt is there anything oh, you want to do yeah there's a there's a few i really want to go shoot a moose in like maine or like alberta or somewhere up there like in the yukon somewhere with with a bow i think that'd yeah. be awesome Oof. Those those are giant giant and it's amazing how big those things are. You know, my we always talked about it with with some buddies. You know, when we were shooting the shit, drinking beer, like, what would you be your first um, paid hunt to go on? Oh, of course, all of them say we're going to Arkansas shooting ducks and blah blah blah. <laughs> and I always said the first hunt that I would go on would be a whitetail hunt because I feel like I have enough knowledge to put myself in a situation like you know most of these places you go you have you can only shoot four and a half year olds or yeah. 130s or 140s or whatever it is and you know some of those places if you shoot a, a buck you're not supposed to you get fined for oh, it yeah. or whatever you know like i feel like i had enough knowledge to be able to age a deer on hoof or say hey it's this big or yeah. just be excited enough to you know just really get you going on one of those hunts but 
I appreciate you coming on with the, with us, man. That's really cool. You jumped on. Yeah, anytime, man. Like I said, uh, if or like you said earlier, if you want to do a mid season one or whatever, yeah, absolutely. I'm in, I'm in for it. Get you back on and talk about what's what's going on and everything, and then I think you need to come on pre Kentucky Turkey season and get us fired up on these long beards before we go venture down in there in Kentucky. I'm down. I'm down for that. Well, awesome. I'm already looking forward to. I'm already looking <laughs> <Right>. forward to Turkey. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those good things. But uh, thanks for listening. Peace.